Have a wonderful day. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, we continue where we left off. Where are we 78B on the bottom. 78B on the bottom. It says in the mission, if it was a ditch and he filled it with earth, so the ditch, which is 10 Tvachim high and 4 Tvachim wide, separates the two courtyards. But if you fill it with earth, then they become one and you have to make one single Eid. Even if you just filled it without specifying, without any intention that you're planning to leave it there. But now we learn the Mishnah, a house that had a corpse in it, or a part of a corpse, in it, and you filled, and then the whole house is impure. That's an oil. But if you filled up the house with straw or pebbles, it's and you plan to keep it there, bottle then it's no longer a house then it's no longer an oil and therefore wherever the impurity is it pierces all the way to the heavens so even if you're on top of the roof if you're right over if you're hovering right over with the bones of the dead person or or that or the body then you become impure as well so we see bitlu in the lay bitlu in 79a we continue. so where's the, sorry where's the hole in the hole they were in the of heaven where how would that save the tomb because no, then then it's a house, it's a oil. So if you're on top of the roof, oh, if you're on top it stops, of the right? This mission is an all this, it's the single opinion of Rabbi Yesi. Our mission is the rabbis disagree with Rabbi Yesi and say that or earth, even if you don't intend, just by putting it there, we assume that you're leaving it there and therefore it cancels out. If Rabbi Yaisi, on the contrary, we learned Rabbi Yaisi, he says like our Mishnah, like, not like the Mishnah and all this. The time you learn the Baraisa, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Teven, Teven if you fill, if you fill the house with straw, Teven, Which case is he talking about? He's talking about Tumma? He's talking about a similar case like ours. By Tumma. By Tumma. He says, if you filled it up with heaven, and you don't intend to remove it, you're planning to leave it there, then it's like regular earth. Earth, you don't have to have any intent. Earth, just put placing earth there already cancels, nullifies the home. It's no longer a home tent. So, so, but with straw, you have to have a mind to leave it there. Otherwise, otherwise, probably just stam without any intent. We assume you're going to remove it to feed feed your animals. Offer of What if you placed offer, but you have intent to remove it? Then it's like regular. Tevin, you don't need any intent. Tevin, even if you just put it without any intent, we assume you're going to remove it. So we see clearly that Yaisi says that by earth you don't need any intent. Exactly like it says in our Mishnah. Not like the Mishnah in all this. Our Mishnah is Yaisi. And he's consistent there as well also in the case of impurity. And the Mishnah in all this is a different, a different opinion. Reconciles it. He said, no, there's no contradiction whatsoever. You don't have to make an argument here. Tumah Shabbos, you're asking from Tumah and Shabbos. Hanach Yisr Shabbos, let Yisr Shabbos. 
Isra Shabbos is different. Even if you put wallets, even a wallet also cancels out because since you can't move it on Shabbos, that's the problem. Earth is muksa, you can't move it on Shabbos. It doesn't matter what your intent is. Even if your intent is to, to remove it, it's muksa, so therefore it cancels the ditch. But in the case of Tumma, in case of Tumma, if, if it's Stam, even Stam, I can, in the case of Tumma, I can say only if you intend to remove it. But, but straw, straw, since you intend to feed the animal, does not mukt. Therefore, it doesn't, it doesn't move out. So, okay, but what Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, again, Rabbi Yaisi, so I guess if it's offered, so maybe Rabbi Yaisi is talking about Shabbos, so he wants to say there's no argument. So if you intend to remove it, if you intend to remove the offer, then it's not mukt. I guess what we're saying is, on Shabbos, even if you're, you're not mevatel, everybody will agree, because you can't move it. But by Tuma, you would have to actively be mevatel. Right, right. So maybe Some the of the Shabbos is bottle. Some of, of Tuma is loved after bottle. I mean, you could go to the Mahlikas there. Right, right. So there's no argument between all this and this. No argument, period. Maybe that Bryce or Rabbi Yates is talking about Shabbos. Isn't it? Ravashi Omar, Ravashi says, You're comparing a house and a ditch. Because it's meant to be filled up. A hole is meant to be filled up. So if you just put words there, we assume that it's there to fill it up. You don't have to have any great intent. But a house, it's not normal. You're going to fill up the house with earth, pack it up with earth and destroy the house. So unless, it's only if he says clearly, I'm planning to leave it here. Otherwise, of course, we assume he's going to remove it. But who's, who's destroying a house, a piece of real estate like that? A value, fill it up with earth. It's like ridiculous. So there's no argument. They're both saying there's no argument, there's no conflict whatsoever. Okay. Then the mission says, If he places a board which has a width of four. If you put the board to cross the divide, to cross the gap, so you can cross over from one side to the other, the width of the ditch. But if you put a board on the length to minimize, to minimize the width of four, by putting a board there, I feel a cultural nami, even if the board is, 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 is a strip, is, is a flimsy strip, anything that minimizes the width of four doesn't matter, you don't need four he's saying four if you want to use it as a bridge so a person will only feel comfortable to walk across a board if, it had, if it's at least a foot wide and the same thing is two balconies if it's, if it's parallel to each other so he says And then, if it's if it's zu connected zu, then it's two separate eight of in. But if you put a board, if you put a board of four, then you could, if they want, they could merge. So 
he says, that only if it's parallel to each other, not if it's not parallel to each other, or not if one is above the other. If it's not in the same height. It has to be the same height and literally facing each other. That, that, that only if there's at least three tvachim between, so if it's three tvachim distance, then if they're not straight and right, they're not parallel to each other, then a person doesn't feel safe crossing. Unless, the, um, then a person doesn't feel safe crossing even even if it's a border for if there's not a distance of three tvachim, then it's just like a crooked a crooked balcony and they can join in the native even if they don't face precisely if it's so close to each other then then a person will feel comfortable if there's a board connecting the two, a person will feel comfortable if they're so close to each other. A person's not afraid this little angle. This means it's a tiny angle. It's, it's only three tvachim separation, so it's just a little angle, who cares? If it's more than that, then people don't feel safe, even if there's a board, even if there's a bridge of, of a board that's four tvachim or four wide, because it's, it's an angle, it's one is higher, one is lower. So a person won't feel comfortable, therefore won't merge the two. But if they're so close to each other, if it's less than three apart, it doesn't matter, it's an angle, it doesn't matter, one is a little elevated, one is a little higher, one is a little lower, and then the board does connect the two. Okay. Next mission is, okay, look at mission, mad ben a haystack, shaben in courtyard. We already had this earlier, it was quoted earlier, that has a height of ten the haystack, divides the two courtyards. So they don't have an option of merging. Each one has to, has to make a separate Elif. The members of the court, the residents of this courtyard could take from the haystack to feed their animals on this side. And the residents of the other courtyard could take from the haystack to feed the hay to the animals on the other side. What if? The haystack now is diminished. It becomes less than ten tvachim. So then there's no separator, there's no divider. Now they're considered one courtyard and they don't have an option of making a separate aid. They must make one aid for, for both. That's the mission. When do we say that you're allowed to take from allowed to take the hay, use the hay. Each side is allowed to use the hay from the haystack on its own side. You can't take the hay and then lead it to the animal. You have to lead the animal to the haystack and the animal could feed from the hay. To place the animal there is allowed. You're allowed to place your animal on grass to eat, even though he's going to uproot the grass. And you said your, your animal has to keep Shabbos. Just like you have to keep Shabbos, your animal can't work on Shabbos. But nevertheless, we say your animal can't work for you, do things for you. 
The animal is working for himself, he's eating. <laughs> and, he, and the whole point is that the Shabbat should be a day of rest, a day of pleasure. If you're going to deprive the animal, he can't eat grass, he, then, then it's, a, it's Yom Kippur for him. <laughs> and every Shabbos will be torture for him. That's not, so the, the Torah allows you, the animal could uproot the grass. But not Muktzah. You can't put him on, on, on straw that, that you've set aside, let's say, to, to, to use in cement. Why? Because then you're afraid you're going to feed him. If you're allowed to bring the animal there, you may come to feed him. We're not afraid you're going to come to uproot the grass for your animal. You're not going to come to do a biblical prohibition. But we're afraid, worried, you're going to do a, a rabbinic prohibition. And not only are you going to bring your animal to the mukta, what do I care? So many animals even know, you're going to come to take from the mukta and, and feed your animal. So over here also, if you're telling me, once you're telling me that you're not allowed to take the straw and feed the animal... Why, why aren't you allowed to take the straw and feed the animal? Why not? It's not mukta. For a different reason. Because we're worried if you're going to take the straw and leave the animal, you won't realize each one is going to take so much straw that you're going to minimize the, the haystack. It's going to lose it. It's, going, it's no longer be the ten tvachim. And then you're stuck in the middle of Shabbos. You started out Shabbos, you were, not, you were allowed to carry, and all of a sudden you're stuck. And now that you're one courtyard, no, no aid was made, it's too late. So now that it's prohibited from you to, to remove it directly, you should also be prohibited from leaving the animal there from eating it because we're worried that you're going to come and take, and take from the haystack. Just like, we're, just like you're not allowed to bring your animal to the mukta because we're worried if you allow you to bring the animal to the mukta, you're going to come to take them the mukta and give to the animal. So to us over here, since you prohibit the person from taking from the haystack, how am I allowed to bring the animal to the haystack? Why am I not worried you're going to go and take from the haystack? But it says you're right. You're not allowed to bring the animal there. What are you allowed to do? The koyim You stand in front of the animal. So you like force the animal to go. The only option the animal has is to go to the, to the haystack. So it's indirect. But you're right. You're not allowed to lead the animal directly to the haystack. Indirectly, that, that you are allowed to do. That we're not worried. You mean you can't lead him to it, but... Not with your hands. No, but If you lead him with your hands, then we're worried you're going right. to come and take with your hands from right. the haystack. Here, I'm not doing anything. It's indirect. So I'm not worried if I stand there and I force him, basically, to look at the haystack and to go to the haystack. I may come to take it directly. I'm not allowed to remove directly the hay... The hay. From the haystack, why not? There's a house situated between two courtyards. And you fill the house with straw. So again, the straw separates the two. And therefore, each courtyard has to, has to make its own native. You can't merge. But you're allowed, each side is allowed to directly with their hands take hay from the haystack, it's in the middle, the divider, and, 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 and feed their animals. This might and then the middle of shops, as a result of them, of them removing all the hay, right? <laughs> now the haystack is lower than ten tvachim, they're stuck in the middle of Shabbos, they're both prohibited. So okay to the way, so what do you do? You're stuck in the middle of Shabbos, what's your option? Noel is basic, you have to lock the door of your house, and you have to relinquish your property. Who sir? He is prohibited because he relinquishes rights. 
but by relinquishing his rights and by locking the door, Gemara asks, why do you need both? You know, we learned about relinquishing. Relinquishing is enough. You don't have to lock your door. But he says, no, you have to lock your door, relinquish your rights, and then you can't carry, but your friend can carry. You can carry from your house to the courtyard, but your friend can carry, can carry. The same is true, but if you have a pit, of straw, Shabain based Tchumei Shabbos, that's between the two Tchumin. So the people on this side, their Tchum ends right in the middle of the pit, and the people on this side, the Tchum ends right in the middle of the pit. So each one can take, so you can't go past this line, you can't go past this line, you can't merge because you can't go past the line, but each one is allowed to take from the straw from his half. The Tchum ends right in the middle. Anyway, what do we see from this? What do we see? We're not worried. We don't say, well, you're not allowed to take directly because you may come to diminish the wall. He says, clearly you're allowed to. We'll answer you. We'll tell you. Bias is the difference between a house and, and, and a haystack in the middle of the field, in the middle of the courtyard. Since you have walls and you have a ceiling, you have something to relate it to. You have something to measure it against. To contrast it. So, you'll recognize, you know, oh, I started out, it's next to the ceiling, and now it's, it's so you'll, you'll be careful. See, it's going down. Right. See, it's going down. There's nothing, there's no contrast, there's nothing to compare it to. So here, we're worried. Here, we don't allow him to take it directly. And because you don't allow him to take it directly, you're also not allowed to even lead the animal to it. All you can do is stand in front of the animal, like force the animal, force its attention. Right. The Bible says if, if, if it diminishes less, I mean, the mission is. Um, the Bible says, now they're both prepared. Because it's the middle of Shabbos, and now it's too late. You can't make a native in the middle of Shabbos. But if it's 10, it's allowed. Even though there's a big distance between the top of the haystack and the, and the ceiling. In other words, it doesn't have to reach the ceiling. So what do we see from here? Walls that don't reach. The ceiling is called a mechitza. Remember we had the argument about the people living in this pal in this in this big house and they had makeshift walls. We'll talk about makeshift walls. They made curtains, walls that didn't reach the ceiling. So we had an argument. Whether 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 they can all mer- they need one native or each one is separate because it doesn't reach the ceiling. So you're going to bring a proof from here that there's also a makeshift wall. It's a, it's, a, it's hey. So it doesn't have to reach the ceiling, and it's a good mechitza, and it separates the two. But we paskened already there that that it's not a mechitza. Makeshift walls that don't reach the ceiling. We said that law is like a bihuda sabr, a bihuda the thoughtful one, who says, according to Beis Hillel, is one eight of all of them. Just like here, it's, it's a makeshift, makeshift mechitz. And here we hear the mission says it is a mechitz. Uh, it does separate the two courtyards. I'm going to buy a says, Here we're talking about 
the roof is 13, a little less than 13. So by reaching within the levud, it's levud, within the three tvachim, from the top of the haystack to the ceiling, so it's, it's like... Who doesn't know? It could even be a house that's ten. Ten tvach. We continue in side B. And the straw is seven and a little. So again, together with Levud, it's, it's, like, it's like ten. It's like it reaches the ceiling. Now he's explaining the argument. According to Abaya, who says 13. that within 30, a little less than 13, but the hay is 10. It says 10. It says if it's less than, less than 10. What do you mean the haystack is less than 10? The haystack in the beginning was only 7 and a little. So he says. It means from the law of Asar, not the haystack itself is 10. Meaning with the Levud it's 10. So by, by it diminished from the, from now it's no longer 10, even with Levud, because it's, it's, it's lower than 7 and a little. The question is, why does Abaya argue, argue with Rabbi Hunabri Rabbi Shua? Abaya also holds of Levud. With the string, with the ropes, we learned earlier himself. Abai himself says, if you have a ropes and within three tvachim of each other, it's considered a good wall. So even makeshift ropes is also considered considered ropes. So why over here does Abai argue with Rabbi Hunan says no, it wouldn't work here? It's amazing when Abraham heard uh, his king, uh, his uh, was asked. So he wants to say because here. Here you're relying on two leniencies. A, the wall doesn't reach the ceiling. No, it's not Shabbos. A wall that doesn't reach the ceiling is not a wall. It's not a mechitza. It has to reach the ceiling. A makeshift wall that doesn't reach the ceiling is not a mechitza. So you're relying on that leniency. It's a wall that doesn't reach the ceiling. And levud. So you're saying, mitzad levud, you have ten. So it's a divider. And mitzad levud, you're telling me it reaches the ceiling. You're putting too much on this levud here. Yeah, it's too, too many, too many things. You're, you're putting. It can't carry such weight. <laughs> two things. Rabbi says he can't make. Rabbi says no. If levud works, four it be considered ten. It also works. It should be considered. It's touching the seal. Shnei both prohibited. That dwellers who came on Shabbos is prohibited. In other words, this is, it's like they arrived in the middle of Shabbos. Because they started out Shabbos, they were, they were permitted to carry. Now suddenly in the middle of Shabbos, you have a new situation. So we had an argument. Whether, whether um, if you were allowed to carry. Remember the case of the Shayara, the case of the caravan. They made certain leniencies with the caravan. Three people make a caravan. What if one of them dies on Shabbos? Now it's no longer a caravan. It's just two Jews, and they did, don't have a preparative. That's the question. It's an argument. Since he started out Shabbos, it was okay. Whether it continues or not. So over here, here we're saying that even though they started out Shabbos, it was okay. They each one made their own native. But now that the walls dividing them is gone, is less than ten. Now they're both prohibited from carrying. So Gemara says, no, it's no question, it's no proof. We're talking about it, 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 before Shabbos. It diminished before Shabbos. Maybe if it diminished in Shabbos, you would be allowed. 
Okay, Kate, the way, so what should he do? What should they do now that they're stuck? Noel is basim of You have to lock your door and lock your house and relinquish your rights. You need both? What do you mean? We've been learning all this whole tractate about relinquishing your rights. It doesn't say that the one who relinquishes his right has to lock his door, close his door. You have to read it like this. It's one or the other. Either you lock your door, so mainly out of the picture, you're no longer a part of the equation, or if not, you relinquish your rights. You boys say, well, I'll answer you. Really, you need twice. Since you started out Shabbos, since you started out Shabbos, everyone was carrying, they were permitted to carry freely. So therefore, so it's, so it's different than any other tiltal. Any other tiltal, any other tiltal, you were not allowed to carry. You were stuck. No one carried in the beginning of Shabbos because there was, no aider was made. They weren't allowed to carry. In the middle of Shabbos, they started. They relinquished. But here, you started out Shabbos. Everyone was carrying from his house but to the courtyard. Had cases like this before, where like somebody died, or yeah, but in the case of a chutzpah where people, someone, someone forgot to participate and no one was allowed to carry, and and it's only this Shabbos, that Shabbos, not forever and ever. I mean, that Shabbos where it happened, then you would have to lock it, lock the door. Who The Mishnah says he and the Brai says he is prohibited and his friend is allowed. Pshita, you already said he relinquished the rights. What do you have to spell it out? You would think, you would think that maybe they could relinquish one back to the other. That's what he's coming to teach me. The Brai says he is prohibited the rest of Shabbos and he is permitted the whole Shabbos and he can't go back and forth. I'll do, finish my business, now I'll relinquish back to you, and now you can go do your business. Could, right? we no, Eim Avatl. Oh, uh, oh, Eim Avatl. What's that? Also known as... Um, we, had, we had this early. What's the halacha there? That's the Allah. Okay. What's the difference if it's a if it's a haystack or if it's a pit? I'm sorry. And 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 there's a tchum. The tchum ends in the middle, and therefore they can't merge. But each one is allowed to take the hay from his half. Why not? 
It's only coming to you, even according to Rabbi Kiva. That Raisa holds that Chumin is not is biblical, not rabbinic. Yeah, I would think I should make Maybe I'll come to take from the other side, which is prohibited, and I'm going to violate a biblical prohibition. So he says, Kamash Malan, we don't make any decree. Okay. Next mission is okay. Look at Mishnah Kedem Mishtatvim Mavui. How do you do the shittuv? How do you merge in a Mavui? Maniach has had chavis. You can place the chavis, the barrel. You, to your barrel, you can place the chavis. But hey, you can say a rezul lechol b'nei Mavui. This is for everyone. I'm doing it for everyone. I'm mezakel and I'm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing it for them. And he confers ownership for them, without their knowledge. Uh, they but he has to have someone who acquires it for them. So you can do it through his older children. And through his Jewish servant. And and through his wife. But he can't. He can't do it for them. He can't, they can't acquire it for their neighbors. Loyal de Bino, you can't do it through his Bino Bitaktanim, his young minor children, Loyal de Avdev Shifkasa Aknanim, and not through his Canaanite servant, Neshiyadim Kiyade, because a servant is one with his master, so it never left his hand, they can't acquire it for someone else. When they lift it up, it's like the hand of the master. You can't lift it up and do it for your friends. You have to give it to someone who represents all the neighbors, and he lifts it up and he acquires it for them. So the question is, a shifcha has to be a minor. He can't, a shifcha ivris, if she's an adult, she goes free. The moment she's a, she's a, she's a nighter, she goes free. If she has simanim, she goes free. So it has to be a minor. How could a minor acquire for someone else? And you said not through your, your young children. He says, since it's only rabbinic, since the whole Erev is only rabbinic, so for, for rabbinic, even a child, a minor, could also acquire acquire for others. So he says, Rabbi Echnan says, when he says his older child, his younger child, he doesn't mean literally minor and major, someone who's a child or, or an adult. He means a child who lives off his father, sitting at his father's table, is called a minor, even if he's an adult. And a, a, a child who's independent, who's eating on his own right, has his own money, and is independent, even if he's technically a minor, he's called, he's called an adult. So therefore, it's not a contradiction. Here you say the, the, the shifcha, the maid who's a minor could acquire and the, his young child not. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like you have to lift it up. You have to lift it up. If not, it's still lying in, in, his, in, his, in his domain. As long as it's lying in his domain and never left his domain, how can you acquire it for others? The barrel, the food for everyone else, all the neighbors. You have to lift it up. These two things, the elders of Pumpadisa, Rabbi Yehuda and his yeshiva, said this. 
what we just learned. This is what the elders of Pumpadisa said. Rabbi Yehuda was from the elders of Pumpadisa. And the Idach. And the other thing he said, I'm a Kaddish. When you make Kiddush, if you fill a, a full, a, a fill a cheekful, cheekful, yeah, which is a little more than a half, a half of the vias, is, is yeah, cheekful is a little, a little more than half of the vias. Then, it's like, like if you put all the liquid on one cheek and you, it, it would, it would, yeah. your cheek is out, right? Then it's uh, you, you. Then you fulfill the mitzvah of kiddush. You have to drink. That's the minimum amount you have to drink. If you don't drink that minimum amount, so you haven't made kiddush. says, There's another thing that the elders of Rabbi said. You're allowed to make a fire for a woman who gave birth in Shabbos. So we thought that he meant lechayim in lechayilaloi. For a woman who gave birth, but for a regular sick person, not. Because we don't think it's life-threatening for, you know. Only in the winter when it rains. Because in the Middle East, when it rains, it's winter. It doesn't rain in the summer. When it's hot in the summer, loy. But it's not, but that's not true. If a person lets blood and he gets cold, you take the blood. You used to think it's very. Instead of the pharmacy, they would go to the. They would get the blood letters, the, the blood suckers, the compressors, and they would take the blood out. And it's very healthy. And actually, it's interesting today. They find that actually it is a tremendous benefit. Those who give blood, those who donate blood, have a have ninety percent less chance of strokes and, and heart attacks. It's an amazing thing. It clears the blood. The the body. Uh, replenishes with fresh blood. The blood, the blood get, gets stale after a while, and you have a lot of iron in the blood. By by giving blood and donating, you're helping yourself more than you're helping the other people you're donating to. It's a tremendous thing. So maybe the ancients weren't so off. They they knew something. Uh, they understood something. But it says, "Hey, is You get cold because you just lost your blood. You're allowed to make a fire even on Shabbos. Even even if it's in the summer. So it's not only a, a woman who gives birth, even, even someone who lets blood also, he's in danger and you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. Everyone have a wonderful day. To be continued.